Some bought shorthorn calves. Not much of a start, but something from nothing. He'd started penniless and built it all with hard work, sacrifice, and a ruthless determination to track down every predator and rustler, two and four-footed, that disturbed his growing herd. Here in the Judith Basin, he'd found the richest grasses he'd ever seen in this northern country, hip-high, waving in the summer breezes. Off to the east rose the dark, ponderosa-clad Judiths, rich in gold and silver. Southeast, the ridge of the Snowies. To the north, the moccasins lay easterly in the high woods dim on the northwest, and to the south and west, the little belts. All wilderness, and the summer home of the Blackfeet from time immemorial. The distances had stirred something in him, and he knew where he'd settle. He'd raise beeves here, even if he was miles from markets, even if the Judith was one of the coldest places in the territory. That was before Maiden, and the Maiden Lady. His mind went blank and turned inward. The grand vistas, the lush spring grasses, and snow-patched blue ranges all disappeared. He glanced at Hungry, seeing how the lad was holding up. Hungry slouched in his battered saddle, a Texas cast-off, as weary as the line-back dun Mustang he rode, half French, half Cree, a child of the fur trade, now long gone. All over this north country one could find Cree and Assiniboine and Blackfeet with French names, sometimes Scottish names, trappers' names. Abner couldn't afford a regular Texas cowboy like himself, but a man couldn't run a spread alone, especially an open-range spread surrounded by predators. He could have afforded a couple or three Texas drovers and might have had a herd of a thousand by now, if things had gone a little different. Still, he hung on. His neighbors didn't like it, hauling ten beeves each month off the open range out of mixed herds and driving them to market. Trump especially. It looked like theft. Abner snorted at that. He'd been the first on the Judith, but in a year or two, others had come in and built their own herds, often from any slick calf they could throw to earth, most of them Abner's calves. Abner's response to their suspicion had been blunt. Marvin, I gather my steers regularly at the end of each month, good weather or bad. You send your rep over and have a look at the beeves. Trump had muttered and done nothing, preferring suspicions and doubts to finding out truth. Abner had started another practice, too. Each time he reached Maiden and pinned the steers in the yard behind Zimmerman's butcher shop, he'd gotten the town marshal, Francis Matz, to look at the brands and give him an inspection letter. But that had never stopped Trump and the rest from muttering and mavericking. The sun caught the west side of his house and scorched it white until it shimmered against the dark grasses around it. Just beyond it coiled the brass band of the Judith River. His house, but not his place. He squatted, like everyone else, waiting for the government to survey the area. That house didn't belong there yet. All the rest who'd come to the Judith Basin had built sodies or log places, temporary, not risking anything better until they could own the ground under them, and not wanting to pour precious capital that could buy cattle into a mere shelter. There were empires to build in the Judith, 
were those willing to survive in sod or log cabins. Odd how the sun caught his house. Beyond, over the snowy, slate clouds were building into May showers, and the sky had turned indigo. But his house blazed and shimmered as golden light toyed with it, making it seem even larger. It was the only frame house in the basin. Big, too, with three bedrooms upstairs. A summer kitchen, kitchen, parlor, dining room, study, and water closet. The only indoor water closet in the basin, as far as he knew, with an oak commode and a vitreous white porcelain flush tank with a pull chain high above. That had taken some doing. A driven well, a windmill, and a reservoir on the knoll behind the house to supply gravity feed. It worked most of the time, except when it froze or the wind didn't blow for a week or two. That's when Eve...